Hello, friends. Welcome back to episode 5 of The Time Capsule. I've been MIA here for a little bit. I officially moved out of Dallas, Texas, back to Grand Rapids, Michigan full-time, so that whole process is done. It's over with, behind me. I'm ecstatic to be back, but that's why there's been a little bit of hiatus from posting episodes. Anywho, episode 5, I've got Cody Fitzpatrick. Cody is a Grand Rapids native who has a load of unique hobbies and interests. Cody is an electrician by trade, and he's also the type of guy who's got, if it can be fixed, I'll figure it out type of mentality. Cody loves cooking and smoking meats, brisket, ribs, steak, game, you name it, he's done it. Cody, I think, has a natural curiosity of the world as well. He loves to learn and figure out how things are done and how things work. He likes MSU sports, live concerts on YouTube, reminiscing about the lacrosse days, golfing with the guys and spending quality time with people in his circle. What an all-around solid guy, am I right? Heads up too, guys. You'll notice Cody's voice in this episode is a little bit softer than mine for about the first 15 minutes. This is due to just an audio defect, but we were able to get it leveled out, so after 15 minutes, it should be a lot easier to hear. Just an FYI. Without further ado, come get to know him. I introduce to you, Cody Fitzpatrick. And we're live. Cody, what's going on, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, dude. We're just coming off of a, a Lions loss, unfortunately. Yep. Nothing's new. Yeah, I know, man. Living in Michigan. So we're we're at uh, Alex Campbell's place, which is in Thornapple River. Yeah, right here on the, uh, the old Thornapple River here. Yeah, dude. Pretty pretty sweet place. Yeah, very nice. Um, Dude, yeah. What happened to the Lions today, huh? Uh, you know, we did that thing where we got up by, you know, 20 points and then we, um, just didn't do anything after, you know, we sucked. Yeah. It was not, <laughs> not anything new. So I think we're right back where we started. There's gotta be some stat out there. We're like, we are the one team, I think in the, the entire NFL where you're up by 13, 14 points in the fourth quarter and the other team comes back. Like there's gotta be some stat out there. We're, we're number one for that, right? Yes. Th- there's no doubt about it. Also, Stafford's huge and big moments, but then just doesn't. I don't, it's just the Lions. I don't it's know. It's the Lions, man. I know it's frustrating, but I, I think that just being born and raised as a Detroit Lions fan, like it probably makes you a little bit tougher skinned when it comes to football. Right. You know, but also being from Michigan, when you were up 20 points, you're like, Super Bowl this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I even texted my friends today, Super Bowl. It's happening. Mid game? Yeah. Did you? We're up 20 points, you know, just. Laying the beating on them. Were you in a group chat with the guys? And then no, just I texted my friend Dave. I was like, "Yep, it's for sure happening this year. No fans." Oh man! So I texted my friend Dave, and he's my old roommate from Dallas. And I jinxed. I Facetimed him mid game when we were up like 13 points, and I was like, "Hey man, look at the score. <laughs> Centering the fourth quarter." And he goes, "You're gonna jinx this right now." And I think I jinxed it. That's how it goes, man. Every time you think you're like, "Wow, Detroit, you're here," yeah. then you're then you're not. It's frustrating. <laughs> Whatever. Well, until next week. Do you know who we play next week? I do not. Yeah, me neither. It's probably... Actually, I probably think we play... Uh, I just looked this up the other day. I think we play... Someone out of conference, I think. Okay. Arizona? No. Hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll play the 49ers, I think, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe we'll we'll huddle up for this game again and, and uh, off Thornapple River with a couple of Millers. Yeah, and we can just describe our depression after. Yeah, exactly. Dude, so you were saying, man, that uh, 
Yeah, I, I didn't realize this, but you're right. We uh, we were homies in first grade. Yes, at Orchard View. Yeah, holy crap. How do you remember that so well? That's amazing. <laughs> I remember everything. Uh, I remember it strictly because my neighbor was your cousin. Or my cousin was your neighbor, I'm sorry. That's right, the cop. Right, the cop. The old state state of Michigan cop. Yeah. Um, so I knew that, so I thought that we had a we had a connection already, so I was like, you're going to be my good friend yeah, back dude. in OV. And we, we probably looked really similar in first grade, just a couple of white guys with dark hair. Right, and I can guarantee I could go home at my parents' house and find pictures of us on like the soccer teams with the names no on the jerseys. No way. Yeah, I'm really? pretty sure we were on the same team. You remember no. those? It was just like a color with your name yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, ASO, right? No, it was just like the Orchard View League. Oh, oh my God. What? Okay, I have a distinct memory of recess yes. at Orchard View. I just remember the the big pit where they had the two soccer fields. Yep. Um, what did you do during recess? Because I remember I played soccer the entire time. I stayed off the monkey bars. So, so. I, I played football all the way till I think fourth grade. We had football in Orchard View. Yep. And then I started hanging out with a little bit worse of kids. In fifth grade? <laughs> yeah. So we started playing soccer. <laughs> the, the, what were the kids that would like kill ants with a magnifying glass or something? <laughs> no, the kids that would uh, swear and stuff, you know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That's right. When swearing was bad when you were nine. Yeah, it was cool. We were walking around swearing and playing <laughs> soccer. That's right. Dude. So we had we had Mrs. Debron, right? Yes. First grade. Yeah. Who'd you have for second grade? Kruger. Kruger. Okay. I had, oh, this is bad. Weaver. Is that one? Yeah, that sounds about right. You had Weaver. And then third grade, I left. Who did I even have for third grade? Oh, I missed it was Westman. Westman. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. So you were there for two years? Three years? Did you go to kindergarten there? I did. I did go to kindergarten. I don't remember the name of my teacher. My teacher was Mrs. Marsh. So I do remember that name. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, know why I know that. <laughs> holy crap, dude. It's crazy. So I, I guess this is kind of like a full circle in a way. Right. Brought back together. Yeah. So for instance, like, just. To give the the future list, listeners out there some context, Cody and I we we've been acquaintances I'd say for the last ten years, but we've really started consistently hanging out in the last month or so. Right. Thanks to uh, Jonathan DeVries. Good old John. Yeah, he's connected us. We've been hanging out at Vitaly's, grabbing a couple beers here and there, watching football, cryptocurrency, ta- talking, investing. Yep. You know all the good stuff. Yeah, I kind of hit it off the bat with you from the get-go, you know? Yeah, I wish we hung out more. Right. Like growing up, but now we're back in town. Well, I wasn't the one that moved, so don't put this on me. It's my fault. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I came back, man. Like I said, full circle. (laughs) Right, and I've realized over time, like, my friends, my, like, really close friends, I've been friends with them for over 20 years now. Like, the people that stayed at Orchard View that went through it with me. Yeah. I didn't really branch out until about three years ago. So. Who are your really close friends from Orchard View, like the last 20 years? Um, Brandon Underwood. Yep. Um, David Costigan, Cameron Evie, um, Chad Weirich. I remember hanging out with them too in Orchard View. That's crazy. Right. And just as of like the last like three to four years, I realized I was not like branching out. So started branching out, meeting new people. It's been a great experience for me because I'm very collective, if you will. Um, I don't know. Keep a tight circle, you know. Yeah. But now I've realized I can go out and meet people. And, you can branch out, right? And meet, and that's brought me into investing and everything else. So yeah, dude, it's it's cool meeting so. new people and just kind of expanding your perspectives and worldviews and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So. Are you uh, are you excited about being a homeowner? 
yeah, hopefully that uh, falls through this week. Yeah, um, so tell us about that. It's been an experience, you know. Uh, growing up is, you know, growing up, you know, and I've been wanting to own a house for since I was like 19. Yeah. And uh, I've financially been able to own a house in the last couple of years, but just kind of procrastinating on the situation. And now I'm kind of looking at myself. I'm like, are you moving too fast or are you not? Oh, really? Yeah, but I, I'm ready to own my own space. Um, but I'm very picky, though, too. Well, that that's I think that's tough because it's a good thing when it comes to buying a house. Right. You know, you want to be, but considering the housing market right now, it's, it's tough to be picky. Right, and there's a lot of like, oh, that's a good starter home, and I don't like that term. I had a really good conversation with John DeVries about he this. He hates the term starter home, too. Granted, I'm probably looking at a house that I'll own for 10 years and mm. try to move on. Right. Because I eventually want a lot of land, and I very much don't like to have neighbors because I want to be able to do whatever I want outside. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I, w- I want to bring up something that you told me the other night. You said that uh, during COVID, you were... Uh, finding live concerts on YouTube yes, and then blasting them. Yes. So you want to do stuff like that when you have your own place, right? Right. So <laughs> yeah, I'll give a little backstory on that too. Uh, I live in a place right now that's got a little tiny shed with a garage door on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I set a TV up there because I used to smoke meat and, you know, I just sit out in the garage. You nice. know, it was during March. At the end of March, it was still kind of cold. So I'd kind of have a little shelter in place while I had my fire going for my meat. Mm-hmm. So I brought a TV out there, you know, I started watching concerts, semi-sober. Yeah. And I started drinking, you know, as the night goes on, you know, I'm smoking for like 20 hours, the the brisket I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the volume slowly got louder as the night went on. Of course. <laughs> and I think I put on like a, what did I do? I did like a live Queen concert. Oh, dude, you that live Queen concert is amazing. And I'm not like really close to people, but I'm semi-close to the house to the left. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's like 11 at night. You know, we're still within means of not being too loud. Yeah. Loud. And the roommates couldn't hear it inside the house, so I thought we were good. Next thing you know, as I'm blasting Queen, I think Bohemian Rhapsody's probably playing right now. And all of a sudden, I just hear someone s- s- smacking the uh, garage door. Really? And I thought it was my roommate coming out there to mess with me. It was a neighbor, like in his underwear, telling me to turn it down. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's 11. That's why I want to be away from Was people. it like midweek or the weekend? So that was during furlough. Yeah, it was uh, probably like the end of March, right into April. Okay. Yeah, he was not happy. No, man. And I remember I was intoxicated and I remember just kind of like laughing at him because he was in his boxers and I was like, all right, I'll turn it down. But like, like, come on, man, get out of my yard, please. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the the concerts were fun. I had to do them inside from there on out. But yeah, that's that's fun, though, dude. I kind of want to like make that a thing. Where you get the guys together and just you throw on a live concert? Well, I judge a lot of my favorite musicians based on how they perform live. And I'm not able to really? go to concerts. I, well, not now, obviously, with no COVID. But uh, What are some must-sees like on live YouTube concerts? Um, I can go a lot of different routes. So if you like rap, um, the Up and Smoke tour was like Dr. Dre, Eminem. All, it was awesome. It was Snoop Dogg, Exhibit. I think that was 2001 or 2000. That's a very good one. Um, but I also like a lot of rock and roll. So some of the old Woodstock films. Nice. There's some pretty good gems. You have to search, though, because you'll find ones that are, like, very edited. And you're like, this is... No, no. I want to hear, like, through and through, like, no cuts. Maybe cuts of screens. But I want right. to hear, like, the sound all in one. Like them talking to the crowd in between right. so- uh, 
you know, songs and whatnot. Yep. J. Cole's got some very good ones, too. I like J. Cole. Yeah. The Force Those Drive thing that he did back at home in North Carolina was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot on there. I kind of would just go with it. Even like somebody new, you just look up that name in a live concert and you just have to dig deep. Right. There, there are some, if you search through the bowels of YouTube, man, you can dig up some crazy stuff, especially as it pertains to musical artists. Right. But the thing is, I've been doing this since I was like maybe fifth grade. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been watching live concerts because I get like an out-of-skin feeling when I'm watching it. But as the TVs get bigger and the sound gets better, it's even more... Yeah, it's more enticing. Right. Dude, so I I had this roommate uh, from Wisconsin. His name's Nico. And I'd never really been a big music quality guy. Right. Didn't care too much about it. But he bought a Sonos surround system. And that changed my life forever. Because watching movies on a surround system, blasting music, it is such a game changer. So immediately, like, I just started saving my pennies for that. And I got a Sonos, and it's just the best purchase I've had in a while. I'd be willing to bet they're probably the first people to take streaming music on a platform to Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah? Because they're set up through Wi-Fi, right? It's not Bluetooth. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, because their app platform is awesome. You can set up speakers. Like, I had my friend I knew um, had... Uh, flower plant okay things out by the pool but there were speakers built in the bottom that were sonos oh, yeah yeah so it was like outside <laughs> pool on the app it was what it was called and you could play music wherever you want oh that's fun sonos are nice Bo- bose is good too i know bose is nice yeah um are you a headphone guy ah like listening to music i don't know if you try i love my or something i bought the new airpod pros and they came out do you like those love them yeah i go to Meyer and i zone out yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big Meyer guy. Yeah, you live right next to Meyer, don't you? Or you were you were born and raised? Born and raised next to Nat Meyer. Um, kind of where I'm buying a house is kind of based on where Nat Meyer is. Okay, so that's kind of your neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Like I get kind of uncomfortable in other Meyers. <laughs> you just know that one so well. I'm just well. looking for bad stuff to happen, and it does. <laughs> really? Like one time, I, I live really close to Alpine Meyer right now. Okay. And one time I was there right before COVID hit and I was going to pick up some beers and some meats to put on the smoker. Someone brought in a flaming cigarette. Wait, what? Yeah, there was like the, the ashtray, that you know, outside of stores and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It started on fire. You ever seen when they'll start on fire? No. Yeah. I thought that those were designed specifically to not set on fire. No, they set on fire if there's too many butts in there and they don't empty it, I think. Really? Someone brought it in the produce section. That just... Right. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. And doesn't that, like, make all of the produce, you know, not viable to purchase? One would think. Because if it's getting infected with cigarette smoke, you know, I don't know. I'm in the back of the store, mind you, and I start smelling cigarettes, and I was like, someone's got to be smoking cigarettes. Right. Like, back in my area. How long now. ago was this? Before COVID, I would say probably January. Okay. I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. COVID's thrown me off for time for so much. I know, right? Yeah, that that happened in Alpine Meyer, so I haven't shopped there since. So, so you you live by Alpine now, but you still will drive to the Nat Meyer. Oh yeah, yeah, just because you know it, you trust it. To be honest, where we're at right now, like it's on the way home, I might go there after. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, man. It's funny because like the older I get, the more particular I get about my grocery shopping too. Right, I'm I'm very loyal to uh, certain grocery stores. You yeah, know? and I got a good relationship with some of the employees there. Do you? Yeah. There's this one guy, I shouldn't say good relationship, I don't know his name, but I know where to find him at, and if I don't know where something's at, he'll bring me and he'll show me the 20 options I can choose from. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's nice. But as far as food goes, I know where everything's at. I could tell you. I should go shopping with you sometime. You should just. Yeah. Yeah. Big uh, big shopper guy. Yeah, I'm happy to be a follower in that in that scenario. Right. <laughs> so so Cody, what do you uh what do you do for work right now? I am an electrician at Steelcase right now. Okay. Been there about four years. So. So what specifically does an electrician at Steelcase? What does a day-to-day look like? I'm sure every day-to-day is different, but you know, maybe an average week, just things that you have to take care of and do. So there's like three categories of electricians. There's an industrial electrician who does like raw buildings. You know, they're being set up and they run all the pipe and wire service. Sure. Get everything there. There's residential uh, electricians that um, do all houses and everything else. Right. Um I do the automation side. So I carry machines and make sure those work throughout a daily basis. Um, okay. Something breaks, I'm the first guy on scene. And other than that, I'm doing improvements. So it's a lot of computer work, but also you might have to get dirty here and there. So. Oh, I can imagine. Um, I love it though. It kind of brought me into a new world of things. In so what way? I've always been a techie guy and I found how to bring the techie side out of it, I guess. Um, yeah. A lot of... Um, communications protocols in place um just being able to talk to stuff from 1990 to 2020 yeah like you can't just know ip addressing you have to know how to talk to old style communication so do you, do you have like a good foundation of code to an extent yes okay um i have two different types of code obviously you got like your code that runs your softwares and stuff like that i also can write code that we call it code. It's really logic, yeah. But it's coding in, in a sense. I'm writing how to machine how it works, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'd like to get more involved on the computer side of coding. Um, I think that's where the money's at. Oh, I, I think that I, I think about this all the time. That whenever I have future kids, you know, I, I think that when we were kids, our parents were always like, "All oh, the money's being at a doctor and a lawyer," and it still right. is. But I think now the sentiment of hey you should really look at getting into coding and software and and technology that's the booming industry right now we're in a technology revolution and the funny thing is you can go to school for coding and stuff like that i guess Mm -hmm. computer software computer programming computer software but you can go to a boot camp and come out like that i mean yeah you could learn in a month right so they send a lot of people to that um, on the it side okay but it is what you make of it. I can find myself just YouTubing anything and learning. So yeah. So so you and I were talking about that too the other day. That like there are two types of people in the world. Some people that let's say they don't know how to fix a light bulb or like uh, something something's wrong with their plumbing for their bathroom. There's one person that's like, oh, I'm gonna teach myself how to do this. Watch YouTube videos, figure it out. And then there's the other person that's like, I'm calling somebody. I right. Want to think about it. Yeah. I think you and I are both the type of person that's like, let's. Let's figure it out. Let's learn a new skill. You know, we've got all the tools at our disposal to teach ourselves. Let's do it. Right. I don't think I've paid for something done in my vehicle my entire life. Your vehicle. That's even, that's, that's tough. You know, I I, don't get me wrong. I've been in situations where I couldn't get it and I had to ask for help from a friend. Sure. But never paid. Well, I paid them like just to help them out. But I've never paid a place to do anything for me. Let me ask you this then. Are mechanics... Uh, I don't want to say our mechanics crooks, but like, I don't know. Can, can they skim you? Does that happen? Yes. That's very, it's very real. You can get like a, the part costs a hundred bucks, let's say, mm-hmm. but labor is like 120, 
$25 an hour. Right. And then they could do it in 20 minutes, right? But they charge you. They'll charge you the whole hour. The whole hour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you, the worst is like transmissions. So. Dude, I'm going to go to you. If something happens to my vehicle. I'll YouTube it. And I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm pretty handy. I'll pay you probably not $125 an hour, but. No, I would never. I, <laughs> most of the time, if I can get experience out of it, it's good enough for me. I'll give you beer and meat. How about that? Beer and meat? <laughs> That's usually what people pay me in. Really? Yeah. It's your accepted form of currency. Right. <laughs> I try not to like do too much electrical stuff on the side because, you know, there's kind of a risk. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not insured. So if something were to happen, fair. I could get sued. But, fair, fair. I wouldn't you know, see you, but. I wouldn't. I usually take the payment of beer and the occasional meat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so an electrician by trade, uh, working for Seal Case. And Seal Case, what they are, I think one of the top three largest furniture manufacturing companies in the entire world, right? They are the largest manufacturing the of largest, furniture. Number one. Yes. Right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Right here, started right in here. Yep. So, how did you get into uh, becoming an electrician? Like, how did that passion start? You know, what piqued your interest to get into that? I uh, had some kind of revelations, you know. Um, I was lucky enough to have a father that works at Steelcase and who does very well there and is pretty pretty high up, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought these apprenticeships open back in 2017, I think it was, 2016. Okay. He's like, you should apply for these. And at that time, I was just cleaning ductwork and didn't really have a plan, you know, didn't have a 401k. Um, and I didn't know anything about trades. Which I would like to talk about this in a second. Yeah, yeah. About not knowing anything about trades, but uh, you know, I, the whole thing was uh, you should apply for these. It's good money. Um, you can pretty much always have a job. And at that time, I felt like security was best for me. So do whatever it takes. And then I found out more about the computer side of it, which that kind of sold me. Okay. And I was never a big uh, go to college guy. You know, I tried it, but didn't really find any interest because I didn't know what I wanted to do. For sure. Granted, I had to go to college for this. Right. Um, but that was pretty much what got me into it. My dad was saying, you need to apply to this. And he kind of gave me the look like, I'll hit you if you don't. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It was like, this is a golden opportunity to make money while you study. Yeah. Um, Here's a golden platter for you. Like, let's go. I'd like to think that he wasn't an influence on me getting the job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was. But uh, I think I interviewed really well for it, too. Because the interviews, it took like three months to get in there. Yeah, I mean, you're a pretty thoughtful and composed guy. Right. So I, I could see you being a good interviewer, you know. And the interviews for there were weird. Um, they don't talk about work. They want to know, like, what kind of person you are. So I think I excelled I like that. at that. I like that. Yeah, they were like, so in this situation, what would you do? Yeah. But it has nothing to do with, like, mechanical work or anything like right. that. It's like someone's being mean to you. <laughs> Problem solving, decision making ability. Like, right. right. I, I just uh, recently took, like, you know, an online assessment for uh, a company I applied for. And yeah, those situational questions came up like, hey, your boss is being mean to you, you know, or you have like certain deadlines. How, how do you go about it and approach it? And it's all personality based and behavioral driven. They right. Don't, they don't care about your resume. It seems like as much as they care about your decision making skills, problems, and abilities. pretty sure the name of that type of interviewing is like targeted selection. They okay. weed out like the... People that don't have communication skills. Yep. Um, people that are confrontational, non-confrontational. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's a little Sigmund Freud type interview almost. Sure. Yeah. P- 
peeling back the layers. Right. Trying to figure out, like, it has, <laughs> we could care less about what you can do at work, but we want to know if you're personable or not. So, I mean, it's important. It, go, it goes a long way. Like, you don't want to work. I'm sure you've done it before. You've worked with people you just can't stand because they're terrible communicators. Oh, I, I mean, you'll find that at every job. Every job, right. Like, how'd you slip through the cracks? People that are confrontational, like, off the bat, and you don't. There's no need to be. No. Yeah. I mean, we all work for the same company, don't we? We have the same goal. Right. Uh huh. I think you find it more with people that are like different pay scales and. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to help the guy out that's making more money than me. Yeah, there, there, there could be a little bit of ego that get, that gets in the way and. Right. You know, you said you wanted to talk about uh, the, the trade. Right? Yeah. So funny story is like I didn't know what a trade was. You know, obviously I know what an electrician was, mm-hmm. but, but like I didn't know that was a thing. Like I just thought you work for a company, and then they give you some kind of badge of honor. Yeah. So you know, going to four steel schools like college or not like. You don't go to college, then you're you're nothing. It did seem that way. Yeah, growing up, didn't it? And then I look back and at some of the KCTC stuff, which wasn't really promoted. You know, there was like the automotive tech thing and then like the nursing thing, but like other than that, didn't that much. No, so I go to I talk to a lot of guys at work that you know, a lot of high schools outside of Grand Rapids. You know, that was a big thing. Not a lot of people went to college. They all went to trade school or like nursing school right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very big for kids to understand college is not mandatory that you need to understand that there's other options out there and truth. I mean, you can go to college and spend, you know, upwards of 200 grand, 300 grand for your entire time. Dude. And pay it off for 30 years too. Yeah. And you might come out successful. You might not. Right. But, uh, you could also make 200 grand in three years and just learning to be something better. I think that there is a sentiment in the world that's shifting that you're okay. So you're right. When we grew up, it, it was more so we, we expect the majority of people that went to our high school to go to college. Right. You know, and, and that, that was what our parents agreed on. Our parents, friends agreed on that. Like, if you want to be successful, you get a degree, pay off your loans, you're done. But now I, I think the world is shifting because we have supercomputers in our pockets, you know, more, you more technology on there than the first flight to moon. Yeah, exactly. Wow, how come we haven't gone back? Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I don't think college will be as commonplace in 18 years. Let's say when we have kids and they get to that age, their sophomore, junior years, they start to apply to colleges. I have a feeling that a lot of our, you know, friends, their kids are going to be like, nah, I don't think that he needs to go to college if he doesn't want to. You know, it's totally up to him. Like he can figure out how to make a very, very, very successful living on his own. A lot of it, I think, too, is like keeping up with the Joneses, like so-and-so's kids going there. And what, what's your kid doing? Oh, he's going to community college, which should not be shamed in any way. Dude, well, yeah, the world is, especially just the world that you and I grew up in, is there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of superficial in a way. It is. But, you know, it takes, took me like six years out of high school to realize, like, all right, so you've lived that life of partying and. Uh-huh. doing a cc class here and there and sure. making the do- dog for money i mean <laughs> like i come now and i'm like i'm I'm glad i turned out the way i did so yeah man for sure i'm sure your parents are extremely proud too oh yeah it's i get to work closely with my dad it's it's a great experience so you got your guys' relationships probably grown since you know oh definitely yeah seal case i was not their uh biggest fan when i or they weren't my biggest fans when i was uh 18 through <laughs> um <laughs> 22 i would say <laughs> yeah but i've always been tight with them you know but the black sheep ears right i right. they've always 
supported me in everything I've done, but I could have done better, you know? For sure. But I was just a rebel, you know? If someone tells me to do something, I'm going to do the total opposite. Yeah, you just don't like being told what to do. You want to beat to your own drum. Yeah, I, part of me thinks I need to learn for myself. But also, I don't like the idea of, like, conforming to things that I'm told. Social norms. Right, and I think yeah. a lot of that goes back to high school, like, go to college. Well, I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not going to go to college. And, and the thing is, too, I, I think a big part of it is, like, the people you hang out with. Like, for instance, you, myself, and John, I know that we're all in the same... Uh, mental wavelength of kind of figuring out life for ourselves and not doing something just because the masses are doing it and just because everybody's doing something we should be too you know right we're, we're more so like let's go against the grain like we don't know the answers let's and that's the thing I, when i met or when i started hanging out with john about four years ago yeah. you know I, like in high school i wasn't really that close to him even though i graduated with him at the same high school but right. i always thought he was that type of guy like that judgy like type of guy. <laughs> then I got to know him and he's been like the total opposite, total opposite. And he is like on my side of things. Majority of the time. Uh, he's a, he's a great friend. That's yeah, for sure. He's got some cool views too. And he, he grew up, I would say really modest too. So yeah, he did. He didn't grow up in like a superficial. No. Granted he went to college and you know, he did what he wanted, but he also had a very good guidance of what he was doing. John comes from a very, very healthy life and a healthy background, but oh, yeah. he, he's also the type of guy who, uh, really beats to his own drum. Oh yeah, definitely. Know, and does not give a crap what you think about him in the best way. I think I witnessed him in the car from the casino the other day with you two on the masks. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's another thing too. Is like, that's another testament to two, true friendship. I think is if you're able to challenge each other and then get over it thirty seconds later. If you right. Di if you disagree on something, because you saw us like blatantly disagreeing on a topic, and then thirty seconds later we we're like, all right, so what's up? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. uh, like good friends, you know? I mm -hmm. mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, you you can admit when you're wrong. I think that's a big thing for people, too. That's maturity. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people, like, will just, no, I'm right. Like, I'm walking away. Oh, have you ever encountered a person that, like, if you get into an argument with them, they just start talking louder and louder? All the time. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I don't like being wrong. I think my friends can all attest to that. Oh, really? But, like, I'll never, like, get aggressive about it. Like, Will you, you admit when you're wrong? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I will hold my tongue till the very end. I Fair mean, enough. But I won't like alter the conversation. Yeah. You if won't. I find out I'm wrong, I'm gonna tell you I'm wrong. I like that. Yeah, that's that's mature. But I would say if I'm wrong, <laughs> it's because I misinterpreted something. <laughs> yeah, I got you. That might sound cocky, but no, I know what you mean. I'm very, like I say, I remember a lot. You and, seem pretty analytical. Like, yeah. Like very, like you like to get get all the facts. D definitely. Yeah. It's kind of hard too in this age. Well, okay, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Uh, four years ago, when Trump was running against Hillary for president, um, he kept on talking about fake news, fake news, fake news. And four years ago, I, I was just kind of like, yeah, fake news, whatever. But now, since the age of COVID and just everything, I'm a firm believer. I, I don't really trust the media that much. I really don't. I, I do believe in fake news. Like, I, fake news is a real thing, you know? But four years ago, it was just meh. I would say... I would use the word misleading headlines. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't read. Mm -hmm. They read the top of the headline. And they share it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that drives me nuts. And I am more Republican, I would say, than anything. But, like, it's both sides. It doesn't matter who it is. Both sides. Whoever it. can just, like, discriminate the other side, they're going to do it. Well, I, I think 90% of all popular media outlets are owned by six companies. 
Correct. Those six companies are bought and sold by interests, and so they cater towards lobbyists, so they already have a certain agenda to which they cater towards. So I'm trying to find that 10% of news that's very unbiased. Right. It's just spitting facts. Just this is the story. Yeah. I've been meaning to do that too. And Hard. John gave me some links the other day, but I haven't followed through because I usually just check local news, not for political reasons, just like to see what's news. going on. Yeah, same. And I think local news for the most part seems unbiased. Right. Like I'm live, you know? And I usually, I go between, not because I'm trying to get my facts right, but I go between CNN and Fox News just to see sure. what each side's saying. Yeah. But like I said, misleading headlines. Go read the articles and then you'll find out that the headlines got nothing to do with what they just wrote. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that sucks for this era of election. They're baiting for clicks. Right. And they're trying to buy a vote or do whatever. So, yeah. It's weird, weird times for leave. What do you think is going to win? We don't have to dive into politics. I'm just curious who you think is going to win. I, would, I think Trump's going to win. I do too. I, I really do. I, yeah. I just don't see... I think there's more of a popularity base for him than there is anything. I, I, I think he's going to win too. But I'm also really, really confused because I think that Biden probably will still get the popular vote. But, and I was reading MLive today. Um, and they are saying that he's going to win Michigan. But and if, at the same time, who knows what's going on with the ballot boxes and everything. And so yeah. I, I don't, I'm no politician either, but I think if he wins Michigan, then he's probably going to win. Because yeah. he's a... I mean, you can look at Biden and Trump's recent days. Mm-hmm. Michigan's the big target. Huge target. They, Top of headline here. of Fox News and CNN the other day. Yeah. They, uh, Trump was in Saginaw. Yep, Midland. Yep. And then Biden was just in Warren. Right, yep. Yeah. But did you see how many people went to Trump's thing? It was huge. It was like a concert. <laughs> yeah, it was like a co- people from out of state came. Like, right. <laughs> it was nuts. I don't know. They're weird times. I also... I Usually they got a pretty good media base on it. Yeah. On who's going to win. But right so, now you find every story like, oh, Trump's going to win by a lot. Well, that's the thing with the fake news is I don't know. I don't know who to trust. I don't know what headlines to believe. So I have no idea who's going to win. But like my gut thinks that Trump will win. I think so. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I just know that I'm trying to make it to November 3rd in one piece because right now everything going on is kind of going crazy. Man, with the world, I'm trying to walk into it with just zero expectations. Like, whatever happens, happens. I'll adapt. Yeah. You know, I'll adapt. That's it. We'll Definitely. See. So, um, hobbies, man. How do, how do you spend your free time other than smoking meats and uh, learning about electricity and, and watching YouTube concerts? <laughs> um hobbies fixing things i mean i do it for a job but fixing things uh i would say um computers okay whatever i can get my hands on like electronically um i like getting stumped even though it's frustrating when you're stumped but once you overcome it once you overcome it you feel really good it's like crack and uh as of lately like i'm going the woodwork way Really? Yeah, I have a very big passion for fixing wood, you know, putting it together and everything else. Do you have any kind of saws or drills? I can't say that I own any, but my dad has every tool in the world. Oh, okay, there you go. But also, if I need anything, I get it from work. Does he have a wood shop? Yeah, he's got a wood shop. He's oh. got actually got a CNC machine. What's that? Um, it's a computer-controlled machine that you kind of engrave anything you want out of wood oh those i've seen videos yeah of those. Those so nuts. i've been kind of getting into that so that's been kind of cool so nice. he makes a lot of custom signs for people 
Very cool. But yeah, any to- any tool you need, I can get my hands on it. Okay. I wouldn't say I own. I own, you know, the essentials like a drill and everything else. Sure. Yeah. But like a table saw, what? Well, for one, I don't have anywhere to put it right now. I want a table saw, man. Oh yeah, that's definitely in the house gets purchased. That's the first thing I'm gonna buy. Yeah, put it in the garage. That and a kegerator. <laughs> there you go. Got to have my beer on tap just, somewhere. Just like the ultimate man spot, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been kind of weird. I've been kind of looking at stuff what to buy. Oh yeah. And uh, you know the, I want a big bed. That's right. You were saying that like, I only thought that they had twin queen and king size beds i didn't realize they had bigger dude i think they have a bigger one i want the california king so so describe what a california king is i think it's bigger than a king i don't really know but it sounds nice why do you want that it just sounds big you just why do you want a big bed there's bigger beds than that though but why do you want that i don't know i'm single i want to just like wake up on a saturday morning in a bed that's just giant this huge yeah nine pillows on it but also it might not be a good idea i might not do anything with my life (laughs) you wouldn't want to leave on a sunday right um i i have a i think a queen size bed right now or no i have a full size bed oh and i'm almost like too tall for it how tall you're six two six two yeah 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 Yeah, i think i'm way over I, i overdid it yeah um but uh I don't know, just a big bed. Mm-hmm. Big bed, big TV. I think I'm good. Nice. I don't need much else in my room. Simple man, big bed, big TV, happy guy. Right. I might sound really spoiled when I say that, but that <laughs> sounds really. nice. First world things. Uh, I love it. Big bed, big TV, maybe a nice sound bar. There you go. I, I watch a lot of TV on my side too. So, so TV then. Uh, what? Let's say you've got like two hours to to chill out in the evening. You know. What do you throw on the TV? Do you try and throw on sports, news, <clears throat> TV show, history, documentary? Like, what do you do? So, biggest passion in my life is college basketball. Who's your team? Michigan State. Let's go. Go green. Man. Yeah, go green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been a nut about them since I was like four years old. Yeah. I remember everything of the 2000 national championship. So, I was down in South Carolina when they won. Really? Good for you. On spring break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would throw on sports, but pre-COVID, that was it was sports. Mm. During COVID, I started a lot of shows. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to do. Any notable shows that you really liked? Um, I rewatched a lot of shows. I rewatched Game of Thrones. Um, a classic. That's pretty much mainstream now. Um, found the show called Chuck. That was pretty good for like a normal television show that was on Amazon. What is Chuck about? It's about like CIA secret agents, but like. It's it's pretty cheesy. Yeah. I don't know why I liked. It. I really like the actress uh, Yvonne. I can't say her last name. Just got into it. Yep. Sure. She's pretty beautiful. So I was watching <laughs> it. Um. I was trying to think of shows. I watched Band of Brothers. That was really good. Oh, I've heard that's great. Um. I think I watched all the mainstream Netflix, like Thirteen Reasons Why and all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of them were good, but sure, something to do. Yeah. But I'm also the kind of guy, if you start something, you got to see it through. Really? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you see, you start shows. If it's the first episode's bad, I usually turn it off. And that's probably not a good... No, I, I think that's okay. So, I, I you know who Tim Ferriss is? Sounds really familiar. He's like a... Uh, he uh, renounced himself as like the world's guinea pig. Where he tries everything and anything to like super hack his brain and his body to just learn the best optimal way to do things. But anyway... He's got this attitude that, like, if I start a book or a TV show, 
in the first episode or two or chapter or two, I don't like it. Like, don't see it through just to see it through, you know, just because my ego is telling me to, if I don't enjoy it, just put it down. And, and I've, I'm learning that like, I used to be that guy that would like, if I started, I finish it. Right. But now since he came out with that sentiment, I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'll put it down. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Don't waste my time. Pretty easy for me to shut something down. I mean, time, time is money, you know? Exactly. Whether I'm not earning money or not watching a TV show, <laughs> but my time is valuable. I don't want it to be wasted. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Furlough is weird. It's TV shows. So, so when you keep saying furlough, so it sounds like due to the pandemic, you were, uh, you were put on a temporary leave for a couple months then. Yeah. I was off, uh, five weeks. Oh, that's not bad. Right. Um, at first I was excited, but day three rolls around and I'm, I'll be honest. I drank like every night. There's nothing else to do. I partied by myself, you know, and I couldn't really go anywhere. Some people did that. I went and bought an Xbox day two. Not a very big video game guy. <laughs> went and bought an Xbox at, at the Alpine Meyer. Did you play a lot? Uh, yes, every night. But like we partied on it. What'd you play? Call of Duty. Uh, Warzone. Warzone. Who'd you play with? My friend, my good friend, Brian, a um, bunch of work friends. We had like a work league on there. Really? All the people that weren't working. <laughs> Um, I went to third shift when I was on furlough. So big, big gulag guy. Huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> spent a lot of time in the gulag. Yeah, know all about it. But uh, as soon as I went back to work, I didn't play the Xbox. You're right. See, I haven't touched it. No, yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. It was. I got like good, my money's worth out of it. Good memory. So you, you've sold it. It sounds like then. Yeah, I got rid of it. Okay, because work started again. Well, yeah, that, and I heard there's a new Xbox coming out in November. There is. It's, it looks huge. Right. Yeah. I'm just not a big game guy, but I would rather get some of my money back. I think I got rid of it for, I bought it for like 220 or something like that. Yeah. Got rid of it for 180 Oh, it's not bad at all. So I said $40, whatever it $40 is. $40 for five weeks of great enjoyment, you know? The funny thing was, though, playing on that, like there'd be like beer truck competitions, but you had to Snapchat it to prove it to oh, everyone playing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it got it got <laughs> intense some nights, but I would stand up to like four in the morning, five in the morning. Yeah, man. See, it, it sucks you in. I, I couldn't imagine, uh, yeah, being a consistent gamer, like, I, I don't know, with a career or, or with a significant other, you know? Because it just it sucks up so much time. Yeah, I don't think it works. I, I mean, props to people that are able to play video games without their girlfriends, like playing with them. Yeah. I just don't, like, I I got a, I wouldn't say a, a very addictive personality, but I'm pretty addictive when I'm doing something. Like, sure. even fixing things. Like, don't talk to me for, like, the next hour. Let me focus. I'm, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, my attention's got to be on one thing. I can't, I'm not very good at multitasking. Right. Uh, yeah, props to them, though. They can get away with it. Yeah, no, I, I feel that too. Like if if I were to have a significant other and uh, I, I could never see myself playing Xbox with her in the room. No. You know, it just feels wrong. Unless she's playing it with you. Is that all right? That's okay. Because it, it's a shared activity where you're bonding. But are you going to get frustrated when she's doing bad? Well, it depends if it's competitive. You know, unless Or what if she's way better than you? Uh, it's it's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But do you think you'd get sick of losing? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, honey, we're getting rid of the Xbox. Uh, we got to find someone else to do, honey. Let's go start a garden. Let's start running. Let's start running. <laughs> right. Uh, cool, man. Do you, do you have any uh, any hidden talents or anything? Like things that people don't necessarily know about Cody that you're like exceptionally good at? Hmm. That's a tough question. I'm very good at remembering things. Really? Yeah, you are. I, uh, I can like remember like context out of people's mouth. 
and ones that don't matter. Give me I, like give me an example. I could tell you like if you said something and then you went and switched the story, I'm like, no, you didn't say that. And it's probably something very little that didn't matter, but I like could tell you that didn't come out of your mouth. Wow. I don't know if that's really a talent or not, but like I think it is because I don't know of a lot of people. A lot of that thinks me that. think I can do that because of the friends I grew up with too. Did they switch their stories a lot? No, I just think, you know, everyone, we always take everything literally, you know? Oh, yeah. But I could always call them out if I wanted to. Keep them accountable. It's not like it happens all the time or anything, but right. like, it's not just my friends. It's like anyone I meet. You're going to be good to keep my circle, man, because I, I mean, I know myself and I know I do that from time to time. I'll, I'll tell a story and then some time will go by and I'll misremember aspects of that story. Right. And, I, and then I'll retell it and I'll be like, wait. Yeah. So if you were there to call me out, I'd embrace it. I don't. Time. I don't essentially like call you out, like, and to embarrass you. But I'll, I might take you aside and say, "Hey, man, you really didn't say that." Fair. Fair. Well, that's I, the right way to go about it. Right. I don't like. I'm not a big make a fool out of anyone. You know, call I bet, someone out. Yeah. A group of people. Because I know how it would make me feel. I don't like being embarrassed. It make you feel like crap. But I've been embarrassed before. It's not fun. Yeah. Uh, th- there's when I worked at PepsiCo, there was a saying. It was like. Praise in public, coach in private. So I think that kind of touches on that. That like say, say that again. Praise in public. So like if somebody does something good, make sure other people are around to hear, and then you coach in private. I like that. So if they mess up or you need to help them with something, you do it one on one. Only thing I yeah. do have a problem with is making someone falsely like popular about something. You know. Okay. I don't want someone to be like, oh, that guy knows it all because he's praising him right now. Fair, yeah. Because I see a lot of that at work, but then I go and have to work with that guy and there's Inflation. nothing getting done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So keep it moderate, you know, or yeah, modest, whatever right. the word is. T- tame the ego. Right. I would say another hidden talent I have too is someone tells me I can't do anything or I can't do something it's not possible, I will find a way. Dude, that that's like the Michael Jordan gene. Right. Basically. I will find a way to come up big. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to well, start. And I wouldn't say, I'd say like 60% of the time I'd probably could be successful. Yeah. I'll definitely fail on some of the stuff, but I don't like being told, no, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way, Ooh. but I will make it work that way. And I think that's why I excel in some of the stuff I do at work. Well, I think off offline, off the podcast, I'm going to test that theory with you. And then a year from now, 2021, we can have another podcast and and see how that went. <laughs> I bring it on. Yeah. It's hard to find challenges like that. It is, yeah. It's good to have people around you that challenge you too. Right. You know. Had a good thing at work I just did the other day. What'd you do? I got something working that wasn't supposed to work. So what was it? Just the way the communications were set up was stuff stuff from twenty twenty working with something from nineteen ninety, nineteen eighty five maybe. Yeah. And they said you couldn't cross the communication. Was this the QR thing with the paper? No, no, it's a different thing. Oh, okay. This is just a HMI, which is like a screen. Okay. I got that to work with something from 1985. You just found a way. Yeah. So, and but they the, told uh, you, you could, it wasn't impossible. They couldn't get it. Ah. But the guy that had set the job up for me, um, he's like, "You do it." He's been out of the. Sh- he's been working at a different company on some product we're bringing in. Yeah. So I'm sure he would have eventually got it too, but the fact that he let me just take it on and I was kind of being told it doesn't work and everyone's kind of tried it and no, no one can get it. So right. it just makes you feel good about yourself at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, man, for sure. It's 
And granted, you know how tired I was on Saturday, yesterday, Saturday, yeah, you after slept, the night of the casino. You slept 14 hours last night. Yeah, it was, or I'm sorry, Friday night. Friday night. I slept for, I don't know, four hours, if, if that. Were you tired or were you just kind of like... Very tired and I did not, not expect... I, it took me a lot to get out there to try to do what I was going to do, but I got it within 20 minutes. I've been working on it for three weeks. Good for you, man. Yeah, so that was a very good, you know... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I was very tired and I didn't think anything I was going to do was going to work. I was kind of giving up. So yeah, walked out of there in 20 minutes. And I was like, sweet. Right. So that was a good thing to get out of the way. But, uh, yeah, stuff like that, you know, gets you going. Tell me no, I'll find a way to say yes. I like that, man. So it's kind of the mentality I've been kind of raised on. That's a, that's a good mentality to be raised on. For I think sure. I, if my dad is here, he'd probably attest to that he's so, the same way. So what do your parents do then? So my dad's, a he's head of a the engineering department or Part of the engineering department, if you will. Um, and my mom... At Steelcase. At Steelcase. Okay. My mom works for Michigan State. MSU? Yeah, she's in like the health research division. Oh. She sent me an email the other day and I looked at what she really does because I never really understood. I just know she does research, but okay. it sounds like she's in the gynecology field. So <laughs> at, at MSU? Yeah. This in her, it was gynecology under her Interesting. name. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of scenarios where, you know, there would need to be research to be done i'm sure there's thousands of scenarios where there need to be research to be done so sure there is I'm sure she stays busy now i know my brother loves it because he's getting half off tuition at msc right now so yeah how many siblings do you have i have a sister and a brother i'm the oldest so you're the oldest sister is about two years younger than me and then my brother is seven years younger than me okay so he's a sophomore at state nice and my sister is still dealing with the layoff from covid what was she doing before she was a HVAC technician at the Marriott downtown, oh, JW. Okay, wow. It's yeah, she's in, the, she's in the trades route too, so yeah. it's not very often you see a woman that way. So No, it's not. But she just had a kid too, so it kind of worked out. Oh, really? You're an uncle? I'm an uncle. What's uh, your, your nephew's name? Jackson. Jackson? Jackson Leo Fitzpatrick, yeah. Jackson Leo. He's kind of like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say my everything. It sounds kind of cheesy, but like that's like a lot of every day after work, I'll probably just stop by there and see him yeah, at least man. two or four times a week. Dude, I, I'm an uncle too, so my my brothers have a couple kids and oh yeah, yeah. I remember when they were born, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh. Well, I, I was shoot, I think I was fifteen and seventeen. Oh really? When they were born, so real young. But the older I've gotten, the more I've I've grown to like fall in love with them more. Oh yeah. I appreciate them. Just watching them grow up and just watching their brains without having to change the diapers. Map the world and whatnot. Yep. They're just turning into their own little people. Yeah, he's uh just turned six months the other day. Um, oh man. That's pretty fun. I stopped by actually before I came here and saw him. Oh good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it's pretty cool. I, it's first obviously first nephew, so it's a pretty big feeling. You should buy him a little lion's bib. I don't know after today's performance. <laughs> <laughs> I bought him some Michigan State stuff. There you go. That's yeah. fine too. <laughs> I got him some cool Nike stuff too. I'm a big Nike shopper, so I'm excited to watch some uh, some college basketball with you and John. So, like, especially MSU and Michigan, because I know he's such a diehard Michigan fan. Oh, I live and breathe college basketball. I I semi live and breathe college basketball. So, are you a Kentucky fan? Uh, good question. I I am a big Kentucky fan, but if they play Michigan State, which they've done a decent amount over the past. Seven years. We I'll, usually come out on top. I'll root for Michigan State because I wasn't born and raised a Kentucky fan. You know, I went right. there for college, so I'm I'm still loyal to my alma mater. 
but I wasn't raised them. If they're playing anybody else, go Kentucky. Exactly. Exactly. Good yeah. man. I like that. I like that about you. Yeah, okay. I don't like <laughs> the people that go to college and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I nah. grew up a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan, but I went to Harvard and I'm going to be a big Harvard fan. No, no. It's, just, it's like, what were you raised? Right. And my mom went to Michigan State. Uh, my dad went to an all-engineering boys college. So, oh, But he lived in East Lansing. What were they called? What school was that? I think that's now called Kettering, but it used to be called GMI. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really nice Yeah, it's a very hard school. school to get into. It's a very great school. Yeah, my dad was pretty good at what he did back in the day. Stepbrothers did a reference to that, I think. Sloan Kettering. That's <laughs> what you're thinking of. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's me and Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, he was uh, went to an all boys college. Kind of weird, actually. Don't think I'd do it. I couldn't do it. No, I don't think so. No, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not a big ladies man, but I don't think I could go to an all boys college. And he was in a frat there. Like, what's that even mean? Nah, you just invite your dudes over, guys, (laughs) building each other up, watching sports. A bunch of engineers. Like, what do you guys want to do tonight? Build a table or something? Yeah, right. Let's let's build something. (laughs) <laughs> no, he uh, he was pretty smart too, because back then the ACT was out of thirty-two. Oh, okay. He got a thirty-one on his ACT, I think. Oh, real bright guy. Yeah, real smart guy. Um, but he like lived in like Flint and then moved out of Flint, lived in East Lansing. Was he born and raised in Flint? No, so my whole family's from Jackson. Oh, interesting. Hence my nephew's name. Are you familiar with Lumen Christie High School? That's where they both went. No way. Yeah, I'm a. I've dated two girls from there. Uh. Really? Yeah, that's my only two girlfriends I've ever had. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, Jackson Lumen Christie. I've been to a bunch of state championship football games there. No way. Uh, you know Ellery Shaver? Yeah. So her mom. Went yeah, to she's a Lafere, isn't she? Lafere. Yeah, it's a big. Lafere is a big name in Jackson. Yeah. She's yeah. got tons of siblings down there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was born and raised in Jackson. I mean, or I wasn't born and raised. My family was born and raised there, but I, I used to spend my summers of grade school and up in Jackson. Dude, I'm going to get you over to the Shaver's house. Mrs. Shaver, will, Lou will love to talk to you. She'll me. probably know my parents. I'm sure she will. She knows everybody. Everyone in Jackson knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's big, but it's also small, you know? Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. Well, if you're in the Catholic community, that's tiny. Yeah. I mean, Lumen Christie's got like, I think, 600 kids there in the entire school. Right. And it's just gone down every year. So so what was the, was it your mom or your mom and dad? So mom. it was Fitzpatrick and then what was your mom's? Job. Job? Like Job. J- J-O-B. Is, looks like it's going to say job. Like the book in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I, got, I come from Polish and uh, Irish roots. Like me. Yeah. I like it. There's a little bit of French and German in there somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> but So, uh, so um, when you guys have family gatherings, uh, do you guys cook any authentic meals to like celebrate the heritage? Like do you have Polish food or so Irish food? Not Irish food because Irish food kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, potatoes. drink beer, call it Irish, you know? Sure. But uh, I wouldn't say heritage. Okay. But galumkies, and it's usually when someone graduates. Even What's when, that? Never had a galumki? Never heard of a galumki. Oh, galumki's like a cabbage roll and like red sauce. I don't even know what's in it. Honestly, it sounds phenomenal. Something I'd have on Thanksgiving. It's heavy and... At my grad party, I was kind of like, <laughs> you know, I was forced to like, don't serve these. Like, these kids want Qdoba and stuff, but... <laughs> Yes or no? I had kids raving over the Glumkies. Really? Yeah. What are these, dude? Yeah, kibasa. Kibasa, kibusta. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All that jazz. Never was a big sauerkraut family, though. All the Polish never really like sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. I like it in a 
very tiny amount. I'm not a big, like, I need my... Uh, Can't have a big bowl of it. Yeah, I'm, I didn't grow up on Rubens. Like, come on. <laughs> I didn't have sauerkraut on my hot dog. I got ketchup and mustard like a normal person. So if you go to Yesterdog, what do you get? Ah, uh, the ultimate. The ultimate dog. The ultra dog. Ultra dog, yeah. Yeah. I've been to Yes Dog in a while. This stuff wrecks me. Oh, me too, man. It's, it's usually but it's so good though. Right. I wouldn't I don't think I'd ever go there sober in my age. I went there sober last week. Really? Mm-hmm. Did it wreck you? No. No? That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just had two. Because normally, like every time I have gone when I've been intoxicated, you get like five. Right. You get five dogs. That's probably what does it, because that sounds like something I do. Yeah, but I went and just had two, and I was, I was, I feel good. I don't need to take a nap. Back of the, I can move. (laughs) Back of the day, uh, uh, Billy's. Did you ever go to Billy's? I didn't go to Billy's. You weren't in that phase. No. Was this high school or post high school? Uh, I've been gone. Yeah, I was twenty one. So twenty one between twenty one and twenty three, maybe. I remember a lot of kids went there though. I would say twenty one years old. Every Thursday, I'd go there. It was nineties night. Okay. And no one knew about it at first. My friend, you know Marcus Braden. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got me into it. What is '90s night? I don't know. It's just an easy way to go out and party, and the beer was like four bucks for a pitcher. Stop. Yeah, that's how you end up at Yesterdog. Four dollars a pitcher Stop. is how you how you order five hot dogs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had a lot of memorable nights there. Or unmemorable. Yeah. But you remember everything. I remember going there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Yesterdog. Yeah. Well, maybe one of these days we'll have one too many beers and we'll we'll go back. Wander at Yesterdog? We should wander over. Yeah. I kind of avoid East Town. Really? I don't know. It's just kind of hippie-ish and I don't know. I like Everyone's it. Everyone's really friendly, I guess. It, it is super friendly. Uh, they do got good food over there in that side of town, though. They do. I like driving through that area, like Cherry Street and Wealthy. I don't enjoy the bricks. I do. You do? I do like the bricks. They look cool. I don't like driving on them. I don't really think about driving on them. I guess it's a little noisier, but... I'm just thinking of my suspension taking that beating. Yeah, it's got to be bad for your vehicle after time. Right. I can imagine, like, doing that every day. But no. people in East Town, a lot of people have been there for years. They stay. Right. Dude, they do. They're very loyal. Um, all right, man. So, do you have any uh, upcoming travel plans, by chance? I know that COVID's kind of putting a, a damper into people's travel plans but the world's slowly opening up Are there any places that you're you got a, a, a flight booked or you've got aspirations to go to i don't have any flight books i uh was supposed to go to florida for thanksgiving with the family this year but i i've got a big project i'm doing now for thanksgiving so i backed out okay i'm over covid i just wear my mask and you know i, I shouldn't say it like that everyone's <laughs> gonna hate me but uh i'm over covid i just do what i'm told you know wear my mask wash my hands just keep the peace Right. I do what I want. I know it's, I'm not saying it's not real, but. You're just over it. You're just ready, I'm over ready the for, fact that someone's telling me I can't do something. It's been six months now. You're ready for the world to get back together, but you're still wearing the mask. You're still washing your Oh, hands. absolutely. I'm trying to do whatever I can do to help end it. Yeah. Um, but. It's a good attitude. I would say the next trip I'm thinking of doing is with John to Colorado to see our friend Brandon. Oh, yeah. Brandon Underwood. Yep. Down in Denver. That's right. Would you guys drive? I. I gotta sit down with John. We we're supposed to whiteboard that out. What we we're gonna do? I'm going to Denver uh, first week of November. Are you really? Uh huh. Maybe we should try to time that out right. We were talking about October. Might be tough. I've got. I'm going because I. So in Kentucky, I've got a, a core group of like five friends that I lived with. Yeah. And every year we try to do an annual boys trip, and uh, we were gonna do in Austin, Texas, but now we decided to do in Breckenridge. So I'll, I'll be off limits for any other people. 
probably that weekend. We're just gonna All right, reconnect well, with the Kentucky boys. But yeah. I'd be happy to do like another one. Yeah, well, you we'll know. see you there. I'll, I'm gonna crash that party. Bring it up. Come on. Why not? <laughs> I'll find you. It's fine. Honestly, if if you can come and hang out and stay with nah, us, for I'm sure. just joking. <laughs> I, I think John can only go in October. So. Oh really? I can go whenever. But yeah, I don't doesn't flights don't scare me. I went to Florida in June. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably wasn't the smartest decision. Dude, I, I was. Uh, I flew last month to Dallas to bring my stuff back, and the airports were like the safest place I've ever felt. Yeah. And they are so strict with masks. I see. When I went in June, yeah, I, me and my roommate Mitch were the only ones that uh, wore masks. What? Yeah, no one else did. So I went in August, and uh, yeah, I, they just mandatory it. Like I think the end of July. It was nuts. Like there, there were security guards like with laser eyes just looking at people to have their masks down and were on them the moment their masks were down. Like it was, everyone had it up and on the plane. When you're sitting on the plane for two hours, gotta keep it on. Can't take it down. Yeah, that drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like if it's like just in the mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and there's someone, some stickler. Like I yelled at Dennis the other day. Because you had it. I did. The nose open. You know, the face recognition on your phone. Yeah. I. Uh, That's been so annoying with the mask. So I pull it down real quick to do it, right? Sure. And it didn't go all the way up. You know, I left it over my mouth. I'm the only one in the lobby. Uh-huh. Dennis is knocking on the window. Put your mask on. I'm like, come on. It was like five seconds. It was like two seconds and no one else is here. And the CDC says wear a mask if you're within six feet of people. So yeah. granted, the CDC changes every day. So I don't I don't really know. Little scenarios like that, I could see myself getting aggravated. It's just even more frustrating. Yeah. I think the big thing is I'm not a scientist. It's teaching us patience, man. Yeah. And I don't have any. No? No, not at all. <laughs> That's why I, like, I get frustrated when I'm working on something and it's not going my way. Yeah. But I got you. Um... I don't know. It's just more rule over people right now. It feels like it does feel that way. And a little, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's so many misleading facts and, and arguments and information out there that I, I think I have the same sentiment as you. It's just, I want to wear the mask, wash my hands, get it over with. Let's get light back. To Do the our part to make it go away faster. That's it. That's it. I don't like wearing a mask. I'm sure you don't either. No. You even remember what it's like walking into an establishment without a mask on? No, even getting up to go to the bathroom, like just it, it's. I don't even think about it now. It's like oh, masks on. Right. No. I, I forget when I'm like, you know, you gotta walk into a restaurant now with a mask on. Yeah. Take it off as soon as you get to your table. Feels weird. So you know, sometimes I just start walking out without it. I'm like, oh, didn't have my mask on. It's funny how quick we get conditioned. Right. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the masks. Nah. And in, in due N- time. Not the scientific part of it but i'm not a big fan of like trying to remember when i have to wear it or not right always keeping it do you keep it in your uh, back pocket dude i got like 30 masks in my car i do too i i wash clothes and i'll find a mask in there but i got like, <laughs> the ones you can wash i don't i'm not a big fan of disposables they're too big or too small for my face okay so i got these ones from sam's club i found they're pretty nice there you go but yeah i find them in all my pockets i've got one special mask that like is just got nice technology behind the fabric and then i've got 30 disposables in my vehicle and those are for working out because the gyms you gotta wear them when you work out and oh you've been back to the gyms already yeah i've been going the last week really uh i should probably work out come with me let's go where do you go i go to planet fitness which one the one on by the mall yeah on center point mall i've been there a couple times but i'd be down to go the one off lake drive it's that's just 12 15 minutes for me it's not bad that probably would be closer to you too right I, it's yeah. off the lake exit. 
But if I'm coming from work, the 28th one makes more sense. But okay, we'll figure it out. I'd go. I'd go with you. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Yeah, just bring a mask. I put on some COVID weight. <laughs> yeah, have you? Yeah, I didn't oh, yeah. used to really gain weight. Guess but... I haven't seen you in three years. Right. So... You've probably seen me since like second grade. <laughs> no, I remember seeing you on Charlie Storm's boat uh, in 2012. Oh, with Atten West? Yep. Oh yeah. I was hanging out with Atten West for uh, a weekend. No kidding. I remember seeing you. You were with Charlie. Yeah, I used to be good friends with Chuck. I haven't really talked to him in a long time. What are he's up to? How's AO doing? It was doing good, man. Uh, seen him a couple times this summer. We golfed once, went camping once. He's uh, been spending some time at his is cottage he... in Big White Fish Lake, and then he's in Chicago. He's married, right? He's married. Yeah, yeah I think Kelly. I talked to Charlie Farmer about him one time because they, I think they hang out a lot when they, Charlie was in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was a good guy, man. He's a great guy. Straight yeah, shooter. He's, he's best way to put it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's a good guy to play lacrosse with back in the day. Well, Northern was combined. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what sports did you play growing up? Played soccer in my youth. Um, what else did I do? Played uh, football. Hated. Nice. I didn't like football at all. No. I was a small kid. Six uh, two. That's pretty big. No, I was not six two until like after high school. Oh, okay. Actually, my senior, junior year, into senior year, I grew like four or five inches. But uh, I wrestled wasn't a fan of that um but mostly lacrosse lacrosse charlie farmer got me into lacrosse yeah because i was a catcher in baseball i played baseball too nice i really like baseball i thought i was gonna be a pro in baseball really yeah i was not that good <laughs> but i charlie got me to, they needed a goalie so it's like come play goalie for us so i did and just loved it loved it got pretty good my senior so year so you were the goalie yeah for northern eastern yeah Junior oh, nice. and senior year. Good stuff, man. Wasn't good enough to make it when I was an underclassman, but <laughs> um, yeah, junior I mean, and senior. When you year. combine two schools, it's going to be tough to make a lacrosse team. I would think as a sophomore. Right, and I was worried like I was the only kid in my class, but there was a couple of kids underneath me that were decent, I guess. Really? Um, so I was kind of worried. I didn't want to be the guy that got benched to a kid that was younger than me. It, was it a happens. Bit, yeah, it's a social standard. I didn't want to have. It is, yeah. But I was lucky enough to maintain my spot junior and senior year. There you go. Yep. So I actually, oh, I forget his name. Goalie above my, he was a great above us. I would have no idea. Ian Jester. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. He played lacrosse too. Ian was great. Yeah. I have no idea what he's up to, but I just remember he was always a happy, cheerful guy. Yeah. I was scared that he was going to play in front of me my junior year. So. Really? It was a kind of a competition. Yeah. But uh, no, I had fun in high school sports. Definitely like the way of life back then right lacrosse right. is like my only sport for junior and senior year so okay tried out for soccer <laughs> senior year <laughs> didn't work out <laughs> i got cut like a week after making the team oh what yeah that's weird yeah i was partying and that wasn't because of that but i was not good at soccer i heard a kid in practice you would have rode the bench oh way. yeah definitely yeah you me just... and my friend dave it's because my friend brandon and mitch they were both all-stars and like try out for us yeah yeah brandon was super good i remember yeah and brandon and mitch were the all-stars of the team but yeah. uh, that was fun yeah yeah high school sports were great yeah so uh, a couple questions for you then we should probably wrap it up and give john some attention uh he don't need no attention <laughs> absolutely what's up so uh if you could have dinner with anybody uh dead or alive who would it be Ooh. Man, that's a tough question. I know. 
I'm trying to think of someone that died and we don't know how he died. Like a historical figure or something? Or like some... I would like to have dinner with Mac Miller and talk Mac to him. Mac Miller. Yeah. Good answer. How come? It's just mysterious. Like, I think he knew he was going to die from some of the songs he sings. You think so? Some of the stuff I hear, like, on his albums, it's like, this guy's going to die. It's really deep. Right. And he was very big influence on my teenage years and stuff like that. You're not the first person I've heard that from that's said that Mac Miller has been a big influence on them growing up, just his music. Right. And it's not because of, like, the mainstream stuff he put out. Some of the stuff that, like, a lot of people didn't listen to. Uh A lot of deep references that he makes. Yeah. He just looks like a good guy to have a conversation with. I, I like how, after he passed away, a lot of music of his came out of the archives, came to surface. Yeah, and they put out that album just this past, uh, what was it, February? What was it called? Uh, Circles? Circles, that's right. They all they had some great tunes on there. Yeah, I was actually listening to it earlier today. Were you? I was in between my showings of houses. I was just playing that. Yeah, <laughs> I had like a two-minute drive to each house. but There you go. Got a couple songs in. That's a good answer. I like that, Mac Miller. Yeah, he'd be a fascinating conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Um, well... Is there anything about Cody Fitzpatrick that you think that people misunderstand? Yes. There might be a couple things in this answer. Uh, <laughs> I think I've always been the kid that was known to judge. Okay. I think I think I think I have a very judgmental personality, but I don't mean to like display it. But I think it rubs off on people sometimes. Um, but once you get to know me, I'm pretty easy going love to laugh love to joke around give people crap for sure um what else i don't know yeah that's that's the big one i think i come off as i always look angry i think too when i'm making my normal faces really <laughs> yeah uh, resting bitch face as people call it yeah yeah if you want to call it that uh it's probably what i got i always look really mad um, but it's usually because i'm thinking something in my head and i just not <laughs> i don't know what i'm thinking about and it's irritating me perplexed in thought yeah uh i love to laugh and stuff too i think a lot of people don't like i always mess around that type of guy yeah maybe i don't know okay i wish i had like some like guinea pig in the room to tell me about what they think off the bat but i don't know maybe next one we'll have john in here i think uh i have a worser opinion about myself with others than i think they think you're I a harsher say. critic of yourself yes okay i don't like doing bad you know but i also think uh i always think the worst that's the biggest thing i think the worst the worst it can go i think ah and i think the person about me that i don't really know that i'm meeting i was like they gotta hate me they're gonna hate me interesting like, and it's not like a self-conscious problem it's just like what i think and i don't really care yeah because you still have uh uh, a good self-esteem because normally in that situation you have bad self-esteem but but yeah you don't see it that way no because i could care less what anyone thinks about me right you're confident in your skin yeah i'm i know i'm pretty i guess cool i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know i could probably say that and i'm like you're not cool you're, you're a douchebag <laughs> oh you're cool man <laughs> no uh yeah and another thing i would say the last thing sorry i don't mean to keep dragging this on no, you're i'm a man. big fashion geek are you love fashion you're wearing nike right now you're wearing costa costa more what Nike. Are the, what are the pants? What do you 
Like I'm, I'm like all Nike right now. Big Nike guy, huh? Big Nike guy, big North Face guy too. Oh, okay. I but like also, it. I like uh, if I could wear a suit more often, I would. You think so? Yeah. We should wear suits when we go to the casino next. Dude, I'm down. I really want. I just to bought that. one on uh, Tuesday. Let's go. I just got fit. I haven't got it yet. I haven't got fitted for one. Okay. Well, once it once it comes in. Dude, big suit guy. <laughs> I like it. Suit suits are like, honestly, I, I haven't worn. I think I wear a suit once a year. Yeah. I don't have to wear them a lot. Funeral I, or wedding, I feel like, funeral, right? Funeral, wedding. Um, in college, I wore them a lot just for Greek life stuff. But, man, I, I kind of wish I could wear them once a month, too. Yeah. Or something. I like starting, like, little trends, though. You know, you ever wear something and then you see someone else kind of, like, hopping on? Yeah. I uh, I haven't been the trendsetter, but I do know of friends that are those trendsetters. I can't say I'm a trendsetter because I probably saw it somewhere where someone wore it. Sure. And they don't know that, but yeah. I'm going to start wearing it now. Okay. But, yeah, I like fashion a lot. I don't know. Like, Guy spending fashion. a little bit of my money on clothes. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I, I don't think that's anything people should, uh, should shit on. No. For the most part. Because, like... For one, it's it's always up to you to spend your own money how you want to. Right. You know, you should always spend it on something that gives you enjoyment and gives you value. And mm-hmm. if you know, wearing clothes that have a good high fashion and value, you know, it makes you happy. I don't need much self esteem, but I get it right from there. That's yeah. if I need some self esteem, just go buy something nice and wear I, it. I like buying nice clothes too, man. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. That's I think that's a real thing. Yeah, I get judged when I walk into work wearing fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. No, that's not. That's a the deep side of Cody. Uh, it's good, man. So. You're peeling back the layers. Yep. Yeah. Love clothes. So, uh, all right, man. Uh, just about to wrap this up. Then, so what are you? Uh, what are you thankful for? Oh, thankful for. I'm thankful for a job. Okay. Especially in these times. Yeah. I'm thankful for my f- friends a lot too. Uh, I mean, COVID wasn't easy. Sure. I'm a very social guy with my close friends, but, you know, not being able to see each other. Um, There's got to be something else in there. Thankful for food a lot. <laughs> yeah. like to eat. like to cook. like your meats. Yeah. But um, I think most importantly out of those, I'm thankful for my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be the way I am without them. So it kind of grow older. You kind of realize it more. That might sound cliche, too. No, not at all, man. I mean, it's it's the real answer. Right. I uh, Just thinking about that the other day. Actually, I was kind of prepping myself for this little podcast. How? I don't know well, how you prep yourself. I don't know. You didn't give me any like questions you were going to ask me. You are like, just, just exactly. wait. Come in here blind. But uh, I did kind of say to my mom and dad, like, they're pretty cool. Cool. As you get older, too, you can drink with them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they start to turn into your friends a little bit. Yeah, more. I would say they're like my best friends so that's cool man that's that's very healthy yeah yeah my mom's pretty fun my dad's a pretty straight and narrow but he loves to drink his beer and have some fun too so love it yeah well cool man well hey any uh any closing thoughts i don't think today maybe in 20 years from now all right me neither when i prove you wrong that's right. I, I still got to do that challenge for you, and then we got to do another one in a year from now. This <laughs> oh, is, is it? Oh, not 20 years in, in a year? Yeah, we should do another one in a year from now. All right, I'll put it in my calendar. I don't plan to stop this anytime soon, you know? No, this is awesome. I Actually, I do have a closing thought. Sure. This is cool. Yeah? Never been podcasted before, but and you know, I'm so used to listening to mainstream podcasts. Right. It's cool to have one in town. It's 
Yeah. It's, Someone it's, I might know might be on here. It's very different being on the other end of it. Yeah, not you know? like I know of. But like I know like they might be on here. Right. They're not a celebrity. And the cool thing is, is like as you start to build your life and build a family someday, like you might go years and years and years forgetting that you did this. Right. <laughs> and then one memory will trigger it like, oh, shoot, I did a podcast. I haven't listened to this in a decade. Right. Whip it up. Awesome memories will come flooding back in. What if one of us gets famous? Like, you're going to come back on this one. That's right, man. You never know. Right. Yeah. I don't want to really get famous, but if they had to listen to this, I think <laughs> I'd have some different points of views, but... It'll be interesting to see how our points of views will change. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was a great closing thought, man. So... Yeah. Well, thank you for everything you do. I think this is pretty cool. Thanks for being my friend, man. This is fun. Yep. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. That closes episode five. All right.